Homework with friends is back. <laughs> Homework with friends back. is back. I thought you grabbed a snack, but homework with friends is back. Ayo, 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 ayo. It yeah. must be Wednesday. It, yeah, well, it'll be Wednesday for them. Well, yeah. It's Tuesday right now. We got to talk in recordy talk, man. They know it's, uh, they know it's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. What are you, how are, you, are you driving right now? You sleeping? Are you on the train? Do you Are you friends with us? So you, you play this, but then mute it? <laughs> just so we get the listens. Just so we right? get the listens. <laughs> <laughs> we're do, we're staying pretty consistent with people listening. Yeah, we haven't hit growth in a, in a little while, a couple weeks, but that's fine. Oh no, I figured we're a real episode ten and on kind of podcast. Oh yeah, episode ten's where it's gonna hit off. You ever listen to the beginning of a podcast? It's rough. We've yeah. already we've already hit a rough patch. It's not a rough patch. I'd say, eh, I don't know. It's harder than people think. It's harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, I think our specific concept is difficult. So just to jump into it, how's it going? This is Logan. Hey, this is Dalton. Welcome to Homework with Friends. This is episode nine. This is going to be the Canada special. This is a podcast in which uh, two guys just assign each other homework every week because a few months ago it sounded fun. <laughs> <laughs> And now we are consistently down to the wire on getting the homework done. <laughs> and now it's actual homework. And now it's, yeah, with, with no credit. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's coming back to us. I still, yeah, I do, every time I finish the assignment, though, I do get a kick out of what I've learned. So do I, kind of. I do like learning the new things. Um, and I like to think people out there like learning the new things, but. I think they do. Like, speaking of people out there, I got a message from a... From a, a listener today. Oh, great! Um, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and read it. This comes from August Fagerstrom. Uh, we went to we went to school together. Uh, we knew each other pretty well at the beginning of high school. He was a year older than me. We ran cross uh-huh. country together, but then he ended up quitting cross country, and we kind of stayed in touch, but not a whole lot. One I of was, those pal. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Very surprised that he uh, he sent a message to me on Instagram today and said, just, just wanted to reach out and tell you that A, love the podcast, B, loved Victory Lap. You and Logan have great chemistry together and are seriously funny and good writers. Keep it up, dude. You have a fan here in Milwaukee. Hope all is well. What? Yeah. That feels so good. It does. It's nice. Whoa. Yeah. If you don't um, know, Victory Lap is my Dalton's uh, web series. Yeah. Uh, working on season two right now but uh that's great to hear it's funny to get the like people i would don't even realize remember that i exist it is the same i don't know if i gave him a shout out uh earlier but like right when we dropped the first three episodes lance mccrory if you're out there and you're still listening shot me a uh, real nice dm after the first episode dropped saying kind of the same sentiment like yeah great really like it listen to a lot of podcasts and this one's sounds like it's already hitting a stride Mm -hmm. so yeah. So keep sending those. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us feel good. Those feel good to get. Yeah. It, it uh, gave me a little spark to get through my homework. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, it gives me. And that is a good point, too. And I was actually listening to an interview today. And this is going to sound like I'm like more down in the dumps and stuff than I am. If anything, I think the podcast is one of the best things creatively we got going right now. Yeah. If yeah. not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, I was listening to an interview with like some people. Um, who, you know, make a bunch of videos on YouTube and stuff and talked about like their dips and flows throughout mm-hmm. and how they had to kind of like avoid, 
you know, either selling out because it wasn't their brand or, you know, what they were what they were yeah. doing wasn't popular anymore. You give me money, I'll sell out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were saying like at a certain point they started sticking their nose up at like smaller channels and stuff like that going like I wouldn't want to be there again. Yeah. And then they kind of ended up putting themselves in check during the interview going like, well, who get like if at least one person gives a shit about it. Like yeah. that's kind of cool. Keep doing it. Yeah, so I I do it for that one person out there who gives a shit. Yeah, just that one. And uh it's it's your, it's your mom. It's you mom. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's both of our moms. Yeah. My mom does listen to every episode. She, she's an avid super fan. I think mine does. Wow. Um, um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about our sponsors for this week. Sponsors for the week. Well, the same sponsor, right? Yeah, we have the same sponsor. Yeah, so Annette, if you're out there and you're listening, we're going to get to your wine next week. We'll get there. The 19 Crimes of Wine. Yeah, and read the stories. Yeah, we'll get to that for next week. Uh, but we did have kind of a weird overlap with uh, Superfan Rod O'Toole in New Super York. Superfan Rod O'Toole, he's a comedian out of New York City. Yeah, studies at UCB. Look him up at the YouTube. Look him up at the YouTube. He's got some really funny stand-up. Unless you're in New York, then go for, I mean, sure, you could find him. But he, we had read his email to Dalton a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but he had shot me a follow-up, either out of guilt or out of equity, yeah. to kind of match... Uh, some of the money that he'd sent to Dalton to me to to give me a little wine challenge. Yeah. So my challenge from Rod for this week was to it was called the Working Man's Challenge. Okay. So uh, he put in his email that he wanted me to. <laughs> he sent me ten bucks, and I had to find what I would consider the Working Man's wine, <laughs> <laughs> which is a Quail Oak Merlot. Mm, look at that. It's three forty nine at the Jewel Osco, which he also told me to go to. He used to live in our area. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, I also uh, bought a $1.49 tall boy PBR. Okay. Because I figured that's probably truly the working man's wine. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, absolutely the working man's wine. It's an on-sale <laughs> discounted PBR. So I went ahead and bought that, guzzled that down before the podcast. And then in addition to that, he had me go across the street. To mm-hmm. the CVS and buy a Streetwise yeah. from uh, the man who sells them there. I avoid those people at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you might still avoid them after this. <laughs> but uh, if you don't know, in Chicago there is a publication known as Streetwise. Yeah. Where these vendors um, will basically sell these magazines. Not basically. They just do. They sell these magazines on the corner for two bucks. Basically sell them. <laughs> you know, technically they... like they, basically yeah, sell them. Yeah, like they metaphorically sell you these magazines and then also literally do it. But they sell these mags for two bucks. And uh, from reading today, they have basically all the upcoming events for the next month, which is pretty handy. Especially in the summertime in Chicago where there's... Yeah. Five bajillion fests every single weekend. Uh, in addition to that, they do like thought pieces, things like that. Literally, I've never bought one before. If I'm being honest, don't think I'll buy one again. Do just due to the internet existing. Yeah, but the internet is a thing. Rod told me to pick out three things I learned from the Streetwise. Do you think that Rod bought the Streetwise a lot? I can see him buying the Streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a Streetwise guy. He's a real Streetwise cat. So let's see. What did I do? What I got here? So I'll say that one for last. Did you cut him out? I just ripped him out so I didn't have to bring the whole magazine. Huh. All right. Flip through him. What? Kind of desecrated the Streetwise. 
<laughs> I really disrespected it. Uh, so one th- the first thing I learned about Streetwise is they, they try to teach their vendors financial literacy. That's nice. So, That's good. So basically, just so you know out there, if you're a Chicago peep, a Streetwise vendor buys their copy of Streetwise for $0.90, cents, and then they sell it for $2, and then they get the full dollar ten. <laughs> what a story. Yeah, so... <laughs> so that's what I learned that. You guys are getting a real bonus piece Woo! of knowledge. This is good shit. I also learned uh, that the Streetwise Associates Board hosts a party called the Cool Party. <laughs> is that what was going on down the street today? Uh, was it the Cool Party? I don't know. It was closed off. I just saw a bunch of people. No, the Cool Party is going to be at June 23rd at the Chop Shop. On... That's so soon. Yeah, I know. We should go to the Cool Party. But the concept for the Cool Party was inspired by the city in which it's being held. <laughs> <laughs> the cool city baby <laughs> that's what, you know that's what they call us the Chicago, cool city the cool city because we got all that wind uh, it's meant to be the ultimate celebration of the Chicago artistic scene combining art music food drinks and prizes uh, just as streetwise vendors are the heart of the city <laughs> Posted outside CVS's everywhere. This event must honor the heart of Chicago. <laughs> it's gritty. It's unique. It's a musical and creative scene. And from this, the name for the event was born. The Creative Outlets of Life, also known as Cool. Cool. So I learned about the Cool Party. Cool okay. Party's coming up. And then I also Obviously, learned, we should go to that. I kind of want to go to the Cool Party. It sounds, so, so do I. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this issue of Streetwise had a um, a feature, a centerfold, if you will. About a person? Yeah, just a Streetwise vendor sprawled out, spread eagle. It was on a the vendor? Side. No. So the the oh. name I was doing the Playboy joke. I got you. Yeah, it was really funny. That landed. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did was they apparently they probably sent out reporters for Streetwise to a bunch of different locations where there's Streetwise vendors. How do you think you get that gig? I don't know, I guess you just work your way up the ranks <laughs> as a Streetwise vendor. But they went to uh, several Streetwise vendors and talked to them about their experience being a Streetwise vendor. Uh-oh. So it was a day in the life of a Streetwise vendor. When I went up and bought the magazine, I, I did, and the guy said, day in the life of a street li- Streetwise vendor. And I thought he was just, I thought that was like his thing when he yeah. got money, like, Day in the life, just getting money, selling mags. Just, just getting done. And I looked at the cover. I was like, oh. I was like, hey, this is you. And he's like, yep. <laughs> Rod's thing said, strike up small conversation if you can with the Streetwise vendor. Was that the small conversation? That was the I don't smallest. think you put in that much effort. I didn't. Uh, but anyway, so this is what this guy has to say about this. This is Russell. I won't say his last name. Just I don't feel I need to say his full name. Um there's no secret to selling. Be out there, be consistent, take rejection. So so what if people say no? I had a lady who came back and gave me a dollar. If he had chastised her and said the magazine was $2, I would have ruined the relationship. So I let it go. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know what? Russell's out there. You know what he also he saw? He, he got to see Scottie Pippen. Hey, I'd like to see Scottie Pippen. Saw Scottie Pippen. That's cool. Kind of neat. So Russell's kind of living, living the dream. Yeah, he's a working man. Go Russ. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty streetwise. 
Yeah, it is streetwise. <laughs> eh, talk about your wine. <laughs> I got uh, my task was to get something different from a different uh, a wine from a different country than the, than the normals. No California, no Italian. I got a Chilean cab. Ooh, oh, that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about. It. I didn't do any research on it. I did what the I did what he wanted. <laughs> I got a Chilean cab. What's the, what's the brand? Of I don't it? know. I know. I used to get it all the time. Gato, Gato Negro. So Gato Negro. Yeah, it's uh, the black cat. The black basic. cat. That's uh, I used to have a little collection of those bottles. <laughs> Why? Because. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that slipped. <laughs> Were you 19? Uh, I was 22. Was it in your frat house, bro? No. It was a frat house. You lived in a frat house when you were 22. I did. for, And then for the next three years, I did. <laughs> uh, but basically, I had gotten it. Yes. That same bottle. Is that the Cabernet Negro cab, bottle? Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon? Yeah, did they recycle the bottles? Did you? Yeah, I had this that one? same one. Uh, if you'll see it, I put a little thing that says Dalton sucks <laughs> on the bottom. Uh, no, the same brand. And I busted it out at not a work function, but like some people were over at the apartment from work and we were all yeah. hanging out and drinking. And I think everybody else was kind of like in that mid 20s, got to drink, nice stuff. Kind of vibe, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And I like was just, what we're in right now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so nice. But I was like ripping Gato Negro <laughs> from the bottle. It's Classic. a twist off bottle. It doesn't he have a cork? Yep, twist off. Um, and I believe where I got it from was like four fifty or something like that. A little bit pricier here at the Jewel. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I got four fifty, and then a guy came up. And he said, "You know, you gotta stop drinking like a college kid." <laughs> And then I doubled down. I just brought Gato Negro to everything from that point. <laughs> this will show him. Yeah. So I remember like, so that one's red for the cap, but then like the white it has like a yellow cap. And then the, I think the Merlot has blue one. And mm-hmm. then uh, something else had like a light blue. So something in your head said, I got to collect these. I was like, these look kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> these like all the primary colors. <laughs> So then I ended did up. You, did you clear them out and put little string lights inside of them? You just, <laughs> you just beat me to my next point. <laughs> that was the plan. I was going to make little. Of course it was. I was going to make little lamps for my room. <laughs> did you ever? No. <laughs> did you get some hot candle wax and dribble it around the outside too? That would look kind of cool. <laughs> Use them as long candlestick holders for like dinner <laughs> candles. <laughs> no, I never. They they literally. I had them and I moved them from room to room for uh, the two years I lived at this apartment place. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I guess three. And then as I was moving out, I I just threw them away. But I always put them on like a nightstand. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I always had them out <laughs> as if they didn't just look like empty wine bottles. <laughs> Like, I would clean up other cans and other shit that would get into my room, but I'd be like, no. Those have to stay. These are crafts. Those need string lights. <sighs> so, I guess don't throw that bottle out. <laughs> Starting the collection. collection back up. So, I guess let's talk a little bit about homework. Maybe not 
We don't need to get into the homework this week, but I did have a little prompt. What? What is it? <laughs> well, it's not a man. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What do you mean? Don't just got up and flexed on me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What's dude? the prompt? Why are you preparing shit and not telling oh, me no, about he's it? shoving me in a locker right now. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I, based on today, so this yeah. is this is coming out on Wednesday, we're recording literally the night before we Ooh. are getting down to the wire. We've done this, I believe, two or three weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, when we first started this podcast, we were a week ahead of time most of the time, if yeah. not just like four days ahead of time. <laughs> and I would like to say it's because we are we like, oh, we need the extra time to finish stuff, and we're putting in so much extra work. I came home from work today at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. and at work I had printed off a couple articles Related to my homework assignment, yeah. but that was at four fifty-five. So I read them on the train on the way home. <laughs> I came in and you hadn't done your homework either. <laughs> we knew we had to record tonight. I don't. I and I think I know what's going on. This has become the class <laughs> that we know we can get by with the minimum effort. Absolutely. <laughs> and the funny thing is, we both. Got home yesterday and just sat around Did in, nothing. The, in the dark in the air conditioning. For, Seriously, nothing. Uh, I, I played a video game for a little bit. I napped, aka watched YouTube videos on my bed. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, not that I don't know what's going on. Like I absolutely can assess the situation. It's like similar to last week. Yeah, we're a little funky moods. We are we're figuring yeah. stuff out. I feel like if if uh, people saw me from where I was a, a month or so ago, they'd be like, "Well, you're in a you're in a weird place." I got my hair's getting real long. Yeah, I got a, my beard's fully getting flushed out again. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> <I'd laughs> like I'm, I'm letting myself my, go. Mine's the same thing. Yeah, like, my hair. I can put my hair in my mouth now. Full. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Wait. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see my <laughs> My hair. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Don's about the oh, his hair's in his mouth. Yeah, he's not lying. I haven't worked out as diligently as I have since the phys ed episode. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Besides, just kind of like, I, it's like a combination of being lazy. Yeah, something's happening. I think being like a little discontent. <laughs> I. There's no good reason for it. We're overextending ourselves. Kind of. Overextend- we got a hundred projects going on. Like there's like a hundred. It's, it's like one of those things where there's a hundred projects going on. You and I both have personal projects that we work yeah. on. Uh, we have two things that we work on together. This and the web series. And then you don't see a lot of forward motion all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got to start bringing our sadness to the to the listeners. <laughs> got to stop or start? Stop. <laughs> I think it's it's good for them to know. <laughs> good for them to know the state of their We're in the comedy section. <laughs> they can laugh at this. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. Okay. So, at the risk of sounding too much like a sad sack, I think it's a relatable thing. That's why oh, I'm kind of bringing it up. Like, I think yeah. everybody out there has those things that, you know, they really want to do, but it's not working out, but they got to chip away at it. And yeah. one thing I always... Keep chipping, guys. Have, I struggle with thinking about is, 
I don't know if you ever seen those like they're I don't know they're kind of like inspirational posts or they're like these <laughs> little photos or you know people giving advice to their past selves and they go like I would just tell myself not to worry about I it. I don't so see much. those. You never seen those? No, I don't think so. Have you ever heard advice from like an older person? Yeah. And they go like, "What would I tell my like twenty something year old self?" Is like, "Don't don't stress out about it. It'll all work out." They don't think that that's true. Well, I know it's not true because <laughs> I guarantee you they stress the fuck out all the time. It's the worst advice in the world for people to go, don't worry, it's going to work out. You know why it worked out? It's because you were stressed out and you did something. Yeah. You know what I say? Get Just keep plugging away at it. And you know what? Let yourself go a little bit. If you're a guy, grow your beard out, grow your hair out. <laughs> Let yeah. yourself go, but keep working on the stuff that's that's that you're trying to get to. If you're a gal, do the same thing. Yeah, stop putting makeup on, grow the pits out. <laughs> you know, if uh, to use nautical terms, let that anchor drop. See how deep yeah. the ocean goes. <laughs> <laughs> Just really see how far you can let yourself go. <laughs> All right, this week in, I'm on the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the chains clinking. <laughs> the anchor's dropping. <laughs> My loved ones are yelling, we got to stop it. We got to stop it. <laughs> He's going, uh, that was underwater, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> That's me going, don't stop it. <laughs> All right, let's talk I about I like it. this. <laughs> let's, let's talk about homework. What about it? You had, a, you had a prompt? What's your prompt? Was that the prompt? That was a prompt. That was the prompt? Well, it kind of got past prompt. What? We're getting too, we're rambling now. <laughs> What's the problem? We're the, okay, so I was going to talk. <laughs> we can go quickly. I was going to talk about, like, did you ever have a class in high school where, like, you, maybe it was every class, but you just procrastinated intentionally on that class because you knew you could get it done? High um, school or college? Mostly all of them in high school, except for, like, anatomy. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all of high school. Like down to the wire? <laughs> yeah. Definitely 100% down to the wire. Um, college. Did you, ever, did you ever wake up early, like in the middle of the night to do homework? Yes. Oh, that was more college. Uh, college was always down to the absolute wire uh, with easier classes. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some like science-y classes that there was, it, you couldn't do it, but when it came to... Like communications classes and anything that involved a lot of like paper writing and stuff like that. Oh, I was finishing it six minutes before class <laughs> and then hauling ass to class. Boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, I would 100% always like write like a page of an eight page paper and then be like, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. and write a page an hour and then I'll be set for class. Like, um, it was always, yeah, always stuff like that. Yeah, I had the same thing, mainly in college, too. Like, there was a period of time in high school where I would, like, really try to wake up early and do my homework at, like, 4. Mm-hmm. Like, do my homework from, like, 4 to 6. In the morning? Yeah, I just hated yeah. doing it at night so much. I like hanging out and playing video games too much. Mm. So I would get up at, like, 4, do my homework for, like, 2 hours until, like, 6, and then mm-hmm. go to bed again. Like, then I would, like, basically get dressed and just go lay down in my bed mm-hmm. and nap until I had to go to the bus. Huh. Look at that. Didn't do it for that long. But then in college, there was, especially like film papers, because you don't have to cite 
anything. Yeah. You could just be when like, you, there were, When there wasn't any citations needed, that was the bomb. When it's like an opinion piece, I remember it out. Like my crowning achievement was I, I think I, I pooped out like a six to eight page paper in like 45 minutes. I was just like, zoom. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, and then, yeah, that's how I would get, because I would be like, oh, wake up at six, write a page an hour, and then I'll be set, and then it would be like, I, my alarm would go off, and be like, ah, oh, just wake up at seven, write like a page and a quarter <laughs> every hour, and I was like, it got to the point where I was like, I gotta crank out four pages per hour. <laughs> All right, you ready for homework times? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so this week was the Canada special. <laughs> I was tasked with uh, learning about the Canadian immigrant experience. You know, going out there and uh, interviewing a true Canadian immigrant. Did you do it? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my sister-in-law is a Canadian immigrant. <laughs> Really set up for success on this uh, one. That was intentional based on last week, because we had said before the podcast, like, hey, let's do something easy on ourselves. Like, let's just pick a topic ahead of time. And uh, guess who just interviewed his sister-in-law two hours ago? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Your homework. Uh, we're not doing a good job of making ourselves very redeemable in this episode. I think we're fine. Hey, whatever. Uh, my homework, if I remember correctly, was to just talk about history of Canada and Canada itself a little bit, and then get into the the, the tariff situation that's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to learn about US that. U.S. Canada tariff situation. So, who was Heather class last week? Was I Heather class? You are, yeah. Oh, wow. So, I th- you know what? I think I'll go first. Okay, good. Let's spice this wanna. up. So, I went ahead and I shaped this like a special report. Special, Logan's special report. You want to be a journalist now? Yeah. Is that what you want? I want to send this right to uh, NPR Chicago, I want to baby. send this right to Streetwise. Yeah, to Streetwise <laughs> on the street beat. Um, so this is a pre-recorded segment, uh, full disclosure. But by pre-recorded, I did record it about a half an hour ago. So it's not too... It's not just play it. Immigration has been a contentious topic in the United States for a long time, and while our current president is drawing ire for his contemptuous actions at our southern border, it's time to draw some attention to our neighbors to the north. This is a Homework with Friends special report on Canada. Canadians first started migrating to the States in droves like many do, for work. In 1867, migrants came en masse to America at the beginning of industrialization. A reported 747,000 English-speaking and 440,000 French-speaking immigrants came. Immigration stalled out as the country progressed and similarly slowed down after the Depression and World War II. However, in the latter half of the 20th century, America saw another boom in Canadian migration, especially in the 1990s with the American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, where it became more simple for Canadian workforce to export their talents to the States, notably in the field of higher education both as professors and students. The student visa is acquired through a sponsorship of a university for qualifying students, and those on work visas must express exceptional skills in the following areas. Business, science, education, arts, athletic, professorial work, research, or be PhD holders. So, essentially, skilled workers. It can be much more difficult for those to find work in trades or other labor-related work. 
From a 2012 to 2016 census, it was of note that the states with the most Canadian immigrants were California with 16% of the population, Florida with 14%, and New York with 7%, Los Angeles, New York City, and Miami being the hotbeds, respectively. Canadian immigrants are some of the most likely immigrants to become college graduates, and their median household income is well above the average for the typical American household. That said, Canadians are no more likely to become naturalized as American citizens, meaning to gain full U.S. citizenship. Naturalization is not entirely common for Canadians, about 46%, and many opt to maintain the status of lawful permanent resident, or what we more commonly refer to as the green card. Work and school is one way to get a green card, but we all know of another way to get one. Yes. Okay. So how did you get your green card? Oh, well, I got married. (laughs) (laughs) I got married to an American. I'm speaking with R.C. Terrio, my sister-in-law. She moved to the States in 2014 to attend Columbia College in Chicago on a student visa. In Chicago, she met my brother Tyler in 2015, and they married each other in 2017. I asked R.C. about the green card process. It's funny because a lot of times I talk to um, other immigrants about it, and they're like, oh, it must be easy, you know, as soon as you get married to an American, they think you get automatic citizenship, and it's really not like that. Um, So... Uh, when we, me and Tyler got married at the courthouse. Um, so we got married in January because my other OPT visa was expiring not too long after that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure I was in this time space that I, I would be still be able to work. So we timed it so that when my OPT expired, then uh, my green card would kick right in. And we mm-hmm. timed it correctly because like, I think a week after my OBG expired, uh, my green card kicked in. So that's why we had to, like, get married at the courthouse. And it was a very long process. I had to go through these uh, medical exams. I had to um, – and that those medical exams I had to pay out of pocket. I couldn't have insurance for it. Um, and then I had to we, – we had to have – interviews and fill out like so many forms and it was funny because all the forms basically was just uh having your birthday writing down your birthday all over again in like all these different forms uh, so it's like a, Tyler... a first grade class <laughs> and now yeah, do the alphabet yeah because it was just like filling out all the same information and then tyler had to do a lot of work too he had to um prove that he was financially able to support me if anything happened mm-hmm. so i think that's i think they watch a lot for it. they don't want like immigrants being uh uh um how do you say like um hard uh, like uh this on the system you know like they want you mm-hmm. to be able to like uh support yourself so tyler had to like be like oh like I have this car I have like they were like what are your assets like how much you make it so it was very intrusive and (laughs) Tyler I remember Tyler coming back from uh from filling out those paperwork and he was like oh they were like checking all my like w-2s and I was like well I had to go to the doctor and they really check it up like everything like they took blood tests they took like everything so yeah it was very intrusive um and I remember when I went to the doctor, I was really not prepared that day. I thought 
that it was just like an initial process. They're like, well, now we're going to take a multiple blood test. And uh, they also obligated me to get, um, because it was during the winter, so I had to get flu shots. So I also had to pay for all of that. Um, so it was very intrusive process. So, I mean, I get for Tyler financially, it was intrusive, but for me, like physically and like, you know, they go over everything, background check, um, and then during the interview, um, so we had the, um, so after a while, so you submit all those forms and you submit your medical records mm-hmm. and then after a few months, um, they schedule an interview and then when the interview is like the important process, that's where really they determine like if you guys are a real couple or not. So means I prepared, like I memorize his social security number, his phone number, his birthday. And then you sit in front of this guy that's just asking you all these questions about your relationship. And I mean, for me and Tyler, it wasn't that hard because we had a real relationship. So it was not, but still I had to learn like his phone number by heart, which is <laughs> t- comes in handy at some point. Yeah. 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 Um, when you borrow someone's phone. Yeah. Hey, so look at that. The U S is looking out for you crazy kids. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then they had this, oh, I'm sorry, um, they had this, I had, I showed this picture of, like, our families together. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like, Thanksgiving. from Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, and then at that point, when I showed that picture, they were like, oh, okay, like, that guy, the guy basically told me, like, hey, you guys are, like, fine, um, well, you'll get your green card in the mall, in the mail, and, like, two two weeks but it was still like pretty stressful because it was like super early in the morning and like Mm -hmm. we didn't have a lawyer we decided to do everything by ourselves because i mean we didn't have an extra two thousand grand to spare for a lawyer a lot of people do immigration lawyers just to kind of shepherd through the process absolutely because it's a lot of forms it's it's it can be very intimidating but my case was pretty straightforward because um i mean we had been together forever um at that time that we applied for a green card and then um it was just we had a lot of stuff to back it up yeah. and then i didn't have any felonies and the time i was in the u.s was very like i mean i didn't commit any crime or anything so uh, i think like when your case is pretty for you don't really need like a lawyer so we decided to like you know keep that money and then i bought this book on amazon to uh help us go through the process and understand the forms because the forms are very tricky yeah um and i think they make it like uh they make it like uh, confusing probably on purpose so that you know uh but yeah so that was that oh do you, do you feel like it's set up as kind of like a weed out process absolutely and then um when we were even like i was having a hard time filling these forms and i I was like okay like there's so many people that immigrated here like it can't be that difficult um and you really just have to sit down and like read through the forms and i bought like i said i bought this book to like help me like understand exactly what i need to do and I, we had to start over, like, a few times where, you know, we had to have these nights where, like, okay, tonight we're filling out forms because there was that many. I think there was um, – Tyler posted a picture of us on Instagram where it was, like, this folder thick of, like, all these forms we had to fill out. Goodness. Um, 
So, and I think it's good because, like, really, if it was too easy, a lot of people would immigrate here, and mm-hmm. you really do need to, like, weed out that process of, like, okay, well, if you want to immigrate here, like, you know, back it up, um, and you have to back up your relationship, absolutely, so we had to save, like, uh, bills of, like, nights we went to, like, uh, at hotels or, like, restaurants or stuff like that, just so that they, and then a lot of pictures, a lot, a lot of pictures, so that they knew that we had been together for a while and that um, we had a real relationship. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, because I feel like you always see that on, like, TV shows where they do that trope where they're trying to get the marriage, mm-hmm. and they're like, we got to fake all these pictures real quick. So they really do go through all those pictures. Um, I mean, we had over 200 pictures with us, but wow. um, as soon as they saw the pictures of Tyler's and my family together, they were like, okay. That's like, when they're like, this is for reals. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I think... I think they, they just know, like, at some point, like, that if a relationship is real or not, and, um, you know, you just, you, you they didn't even look gram. at our rent or our lease or anything, you know, so it, um, I think it's just something you can feel, I and mean, we have, like, two people in front of you, they're faking yeah. it, like, if they're, you know, but we had nothing to hide, so it was not that, it was, it was stressful, for sure, but... <laughs> Um, but it, it, it went really good, so. That's good. So you would you say it was like a smooth process, but it was difficult? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, uh, we got married in January. I got my green card end of June. So it was a six-month process. And then even then, it could have taken longer. Like, I'm hearing about people waiting, like, over a year for their green card. So oh my God. what me and Tyler did, because we, we had a wedding plan, like the actual like wedding with the big white dress in, in Canada. So um, we wrote to the senator of Illinois, Dick Durbin, and mm-hmm. he was so helpful. Like I, cause oh, I wow. had one of my friends from France that he did that. He did the same process. He got married to an American, and he told me, he was like, you know what, you just message Dick Durbin, he'll help you out. And so that's what I did, and he was very, very helpful. Wow. I didn't even know you yeah. guys did that. That's awesome. Yeah, so because um, Tyler emailed him, I emailed him, and we got, I think, our interview date like a week after. Boom. Yeah, so very grateful to Dick Durbin. Very good guy. Hey, so politics work. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, le- I read an interesting statistic about um, kind of people who get their green card is that it's a it's a 10 year thing, right? Um, so at first you get so if you've been married less than two years, you get a two year green card. That's what I'm on now. OK, so next year I need to reapply for another 10 year green card. Um, so it, it's just because they, because you, I've been married for not that long. They mm-hmm. just want to make sure, you know, that, but you can get it renewed for sure. Okay. Oh well, yeah. So I read that, but I also read that most, um, Canadian immigrants, I think it's like 40, well, I guess 54% choose to <laughs> always just renew the green card and never even like seek citizenship or I guess they call it naturalization. Mm-hmm. Which I, would you, would, you think you're ever going to naturalize? Um, I mean, I think, um, because you need to be a green card holder for five years before Mm -hmm. asking for citizenship. And I think, um, 
that if I've been for the U.S. for that long, I think it would be uh, a natural process to uh, get naturalized. Now, of course, um, I'll always be Canadian in my heart, but I think it's like when you live in a country for that long, I think there it's a certain, um, how do I say, like, I mean, I don't want to undermine other because every it's very personal it's very very personal but i feel like if i live in america uh i want to be able to partake in in voting i want to be able to like be part of where i live and i think it's kind of like this respect thing because you know i've met um people that have lived in america for a few years and they're still complaining about stuff and i think you know if you're I guess somewhere you owe it to that country to just be respectful and you're allowed to, you're entitled to your opinions. But I think if you're especially like a guest, you know, you don't, you're not American that you, you should um, be grateful that you're allowed into that country and just to um, kind of um, assimilate for sure. Now I'll always be Canadian. I'll always be French Canadian. I'll always speak my language, but I'll always have a huge respect for uh, the country that has welcomed me here. So uh, definitely being American, uh, it would be, I mean, it's a big step, uh, but I don't think it's something that's impossible for the future, for sure. It's like the melting pot, you know? Mm-hmm. Takes a little while to melt exactly. in. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, well, my final question for you is, why is Justin Trudeau such a hunk? Um, I don't know. Uh, he's just, yeah, he is quite handsome. I think in this, uh, especially in this political climate, he's the prince we all need. (laughs) (laughs) I think in the, yeah, he's just a great contrast with everything that's happened. And I can't believe Trump traded him for Kim Jong-un. I'm so pissed (laughs) because how can you do that? What a downgrade. It is, it is, I mean, whatever, you know, he does what he does, but in my books, Canada and America will always be great allies, great friends, and of course, Justin Trudeau will always be a super duper prince. (laughs) (laughs) This concludes the Homework with Friends special report. That was my homework. What a great interview. Thank you. Yeah. Um, RC was great. <laughs> <laughs> you hated the everything else around it. I did it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I really liked it. Uh, wow, what a hassle. That sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. Having to go through all that. Right? I think so many people just based on... Like, I always think back to like Tom Haverford situation. Yeah, sitcoms are too flippant with... With what they do with uh, yeah, green right. car marriages. Because it's like, you don't think about, I didn't think about the immigration lawyer. I didn't think about how just absolutely difficult and mind boggling the paperwork has got to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about how, she used the word a couple of times, but it, it's probably the best word for it, but intrusive it all yeah. seems. Yeah. Just to have somebody be like, are you really together all the time? Yeah, you got to be really. I feel like green car marriages can't be as common as they make them out to be on TV. No, I don't think they are. You got to be really into somebody to go through all that. For I feel like people might abuse it, like as far as maybe one 
party of the two or yeah. trying to become naturalized more than the other, but not really, mm-hmm. especially Canadians, because based on what I learned through the research and kind of touched on it in the, the special report is, I mean, a lot of them are here for work um, and they're making more money than us here for the <laughs> most part. Like they're more educated for the most yeah. part. They're um, they're really here by choice a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canadian immigrants are so uh, it's a tricky process and all though. She's, just a, yeah. you know, she's just a gal who came here for school. She fell in love with a guy, and she got to go through all that just to prove that they can get married. Yeah, just to just to be with him. Uh, but yeah, that was my homework. You think that it's uh, as complicated in like other countries to to immigrate? No clue. Did not. That didn't look that up. Well, I wasn't asking for facts. I was <laughs> I asking if you think. Uh, I've heard it is difficult to um, migrate to countries that have like universal health care and stuff. Yeah, I'd assume so. So um, I've heard Canada's pretty tough. I mean, I've felt it at the border be pretty <laughs> tough. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. Like the whole naturalization process is tricky i would assume since we're a relatively young country Mm -hmm. that we adopted some processes from other people yeah like i almost would assume like the marriage thing comes from some pretty old school like laws around citizenship and then just kind of like the rights granted and the ability to vote I think even overseas is is much more like blood related to the nation mm-hmm. than than ours is. But man, I hope that if someday I fall in love with a lady and want to get married, that we don't have to go through all that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that we're, we're both from the same country or something. You usually have to wait to the end for the paperwork. Am I, I right? know. I don't <laughs> want to do all the paperwork. <laughs> I got no problem. <laughs> I'll go immigrate somewhere else, but. But I don't want to fill out all the stuff. No one wants to hire a lawyer at the beginning of right? a marriage. Right? That sounds <laughs> annoying. <laughs> all right, let's hear your homework, my man. Uh, My homework? Okay. So there's too much history for Canada, so you're gonna we're going to get a very brief history. Um, so Canada became an entirely self governing or Canada became entirely self-governing within the British Empire in 1931 so not too long ago okay if you think relatively like emancipated I'm getting there okay uh uh the but the the full legislation of independence was not achieved until 1982 so very recently uh who knows this stuff what I didn't know that why would you know that's (laughs) wild Why would you know anything? 1982, about- they're independent. Yeah, that's when they attained uh, the right to amend its own constitution. Hmm. So, and then Canada is the second largest country in the world after Russia. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that either. Occupying roughly the northern two fifths of the continent of North America. But despite Canada's size, it's one of the world's most sparsely populated countries. I knew that. Yeah, I would assume so. Northern Territory. Yeah. Uh, the current population is roughly 37 million people. Okay. And that puts it at the 38th largest country in the world. And it's predomin- 
predominantly English and French speaking, hmm. which I would assume you also knew. Yeah. Uh, now, this is going to be a mouthful right here. Okay, one. let's go for it. Ready? Uh, Canada has a parliament system within the context of a constitutional monarchy. The monarchy of Canada being the foundation of the executive, legislative, and judicial branches. The Canadian monarchy is a separate legal institution from the monarchy of the United Kingdom, though the two offices are held by the same individual. The sovereign is Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, as such, the Queen's representative, the Governor General of Canada at the present time, that's Juliet Payet, or Julie Payet, uh, carries out most of the federal royal duties in Canada. And then in practice, their use of the executive power is directed by the Cabinet, a committee of ministers of the Crown responsible to the elected House of Commons of Canada and chosen and headed by the Prime Minister of Canada. Justin Trudeau. Whoa. Yeah, that was a mouthful. That Sorry, is guys. a mouthful. But so in it summation, had to be said. Yeah. There's a queen. There's a queen. Who appoints a governor. Yeah. And then the governor is bossed around by the parliament? Pretty essentially. Like, essentially, the parliament does all the actual stuff. But yeah. the queen's there to, like, sport her power whenever she That's needs. so weird that the queen right? is still over Canada. It's really, I think it's in dire situations. I think it would be like our like martial law type situation. She's still on their money. Yeah, they hate it. They don't like it. They want. Think so. They want to put Trudeau on their money. Yeah. They do. <laughs> uh, so Canada has ten provinces and three territories. Uh, so the, the the main difference between those is a province is allotted more autonomy for governing social programs such as healthcare, education, and welfare. And they received this power under the Constitution Act of 1867. And then territories are governed uh, and delegated by the, the Parliament of Canada. So the provinces are Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and Labrador. My favorite ones those are dogs. Ooh, yeah. rough, rough. Nova Scotia, Ontario, Prince Edward Island. Oh, Quebec, and Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. And then the territories are the Northwest Territory, uh, Nunavut, and Yukon. Oh. And these are, now I'm going to hit you with just a couple fun facts about Canada. I, I guess it's just one, more so one fun fact and then the other one's a list. Okay. Uh, the fun fact is a bear cub named Winnipeg was exported from Canada to the London Zoo in 1915. A little boy named Christopher Robin Milne loved to visit Winnipeg, or Winnie for short. His love for the bear inspired the stories written by his father, A.A. Milne, about Winnie the Pooh. What? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh's Canadian. Oh, bother. <laughs> what do you know about that? Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. That's great to know now. I love Winnie the Pooh. All right. That's something I don't think you know about me. And then the next, I'm, I'm a list of famous Canadians. Do you like Winnie the Pooh? I love him. Why? Um, my granddad's girlfriend Sandy loved him. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's always Winnie the Pooh stuff around. I have very vivid memories of that Winnie the Pooh movie where they go to the scary forest. Ooh, that's spooky. Remember that? Yeah, I do know that. That was terrifying. About. Yeah, they get at him. Anyway, continue. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, this is a list of famous Canadians Jim Carrey. 
Alrighty then. Ryan Reynolds. Alrighty then. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Alrighty then. Justin Bieber. Alrighty then. Drake. Alrighty then. <laughs> Alrighty then. He's a rapper. He just says it. Seth Rogen. Alrighty then. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Alrighty then. Pam Anderson. Alrighty then. Celine Dion. Alrighty then. <laughs> And this one I didn't know. Maybe everybody else knew this one, but this is my shocker. Ryan Gosling. Alrighty then. That doesn't sound like Gosling. <laughs> you went. I I'll give you credit. You went like fifty. You went like fifty percent on those. Yeah. For decent accents. Yeah, I was just goofing. Yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Give you a B plus for Spicing that. Spicing the bit up. Spicing those bit ups. <laughs> Did you know Ryan Gosling's from Canada? Uh, kind of. He's from oh. Vancouver, isn't he? No, London. London, Canada. London, Ontario? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. That's where he was born, at least. I don't know where he grew up. Get over it. I knew he stayed at Justin Timberlake's house when they were in the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, I don't care. They were like little roomies. <laughs> <laughs> the tariff situation. I want to know. All right. So, as as some of you may have, have seen in the news recently on Twitter or in podcasts on the news channel, maybe on the news app and other <laughs> news outlets. Wherever you get your news, it's fine. Wherever you get your news from, we won't judge you. Eh. Uh, maybe we will. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a situation between the U.S. and Canada right now, and uh, they, it keeps revolving around this word tariff. Yeah, tariff. Uh, and if you, if some people might not know what that is. If you don't know what a tariff is, it's it's a tax on an import or export between sovereign states. So it pretty much means yeah, we're charging more money when you're importing or exporting something from somebody where we have an agreement with. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on right now is that in in early June, President Trump announced a steel and aluminum tariff on Canada. So they're gonna they're gonna bump up bump it up, and uh, Canada was not happy about that. So Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, Trudeau, Trudeau, my bad. <laughs> Prime well, Minister Chody. <laughs> the, uh, the the wine's kicking in. <laughs> uh, kind of over here, by the way. Full disclosure. What? I'm feeling a little loose. Me too. Uh, announced that Canada will implement 12.8 billion dollars worth of retaliatory tariffs whoa so they were like go fuck yourself yeah uh watch what we do now <laughs> we're canada we win at hockey and we're we're gonna win at this holy cow yeah so just wanted to give a short list of some goods that in uh, that, that will be included in in those in those new new tax items uh this is a very diverse list, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, from all Canadian exports. What's that? All Canadian exports. I think exports. it's imports. Oh, imports to here, but what they're exporting. No, imports from here. So, Canadian imports. Yes. <laughs> I think we're on the same page. Our uh, listeners will get it. And thank you for listening. <laughs> I don't think we are on the same page, but we'll keep going. Uh, iron and non-alloy steel. Stainless steel. Casting or tubing, yogurt, coffee, pizza, and quiche were included together. 
Whoa. Which I thought was interesting. How many quiches are you sending <laughs> over the border? This next one, I just wanted, I, I, I put it down because I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Gherkins. Gherkin. <laughs> Shave gels and lotions, sleeping bags, postcards, lawn mowers, toilet papers, boats, mattresses, ballpoint pens. That's a very limited list of, of all the yeah. stuff that will will now have taxes on it. So the biggest losers from the uh, the the U.S. Canada trade brawl, as you would say, are industrial states in the Midwest, our our own homes. Oh no, uh, where I would assume majority of our listeners are from. Yeah, because that's where we're from. Yeah, uh, Ohio would be the hardest hit. What bummer? That's my favorite state. Best one in the union. The best state in the union. Uh. The state sent $1.7 billion worth of goods to Canada in 2017 that could fall under the tariffs. Oh, my I think that puts God. better into context the import-export yeah. thing that we were just had a, a, a little thing about. Yeah. It's imports going into Canada. Yeah. You got it? Also yeah. known as exports from the states. Yes. Got it? Got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michigan would fall close behind, the worst state in the Union. Yeah. So who gives a shit about that? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. To our Michigan uh, uh, listeners, we love you. We're not. <laughs> I, I, I am. <laughs> uh, with $1.17 billion in goods that would be subjected to tariffs. Do you uh, have the percentage on the tariff? Like, what's the tariff going to be? It's all different. Based oh, on it the just product. depends on the product. Yeah. I, I was sure it was. But I mean, even if it's 1%. That's a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's scary, man. They're followed by New York, one point one seven billion. Pennsylvania with one point one four billion, and Illinois, our new, our new, our new home, with one point oh two billion. Damn. Uh, the tariffs will go into place on July first. Canada's government said, and will stay in place until the U.S. removes the steel and aluminum restrictions. So it's. Really nice, a solid, like little little move by Canada. You know what, Canada? Good fucking jab, my man. Right? Or maybe uh, boom. People are talking about punch. Canada being nice, but they are turning us up. Well, from what I learned from my report, they're all very highly educated and very smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wait, that's the ones who come to America. Yeah, which I get they it. They come here to get <laughs> smart. <laughs> We're kidding, Canada. Yeah, we 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 see your little game, but man, oh man, like I don't think that guy fucks around. Like I don't think he enjoys Trudeau at all. You mean Trump? Trump. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Working man's mind. After watching, after reading this, I wish that he was our president. I read a news article the other day that when Trump and Trudeau met mm-hmm. um, recently. Trump said, didn't you guys try to burn down the White House one time? <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why would you? That's such like an old man thing to bring up to somebody who's trying to have a different conversation. Well, yeah, he's an old crazy man. Get, he's get, an insane person. Didn't your ball get in my lawn one time? <laughs> All right, so next on on the docket is, well, the, the I mean, what I could discern as trump's reasoning uh-huh hey like my like if i if it were me i just would have wrote crazy person yeah <laughs> but uh 
He believed that the U.S. was being taken advantage of by Canada. And I have some quotes from Trump here. One of which, this first one of which, was regarded as pretty much true by all like respectable news sources okay. that you would find. But just a little bit taken out of context. Uh, so he tweeted, Canada charges the U.S. a 270% tariff on dairy products. They didn't tell you that, did they? Not fair to our farmers. Which is true. Uh, they, it is around that much. But um, it's just kind of taken out of context yeah. of the situation. So another quote. <laughs> these are more funny quotes. Uh, people living in in Canada are coming up to the United States and smuggling things back into Canada because the tariffs are so massive, Trump said Tuesday. The tariffs uh, the tariffs to get common items back into Canada are so high that they have to smuggle them in. Uh, so, yeah, he's just generally freaking out and thinking that Canada's trying to rip us off and, like, the classic Trump thing, like, we gotta get a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is he's a, the negotiator. Another little quote: uh, <laughs> they they buy shoes and then they wear them. They scuff them up. They make them sound old and look old. <laughs> so he thinks they're smuggling shoes. <laughs> <laughs> You're making these shoes sound too old. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? He thinks they're smuggling. He thinks they're ripping us up. I don't know. What a knucklehead. He, yeah, that's that's all I got. That's my homework. Um, hey. That's the general gist of what's going on. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, most most people are getting fed up with stuff. I don't. I just try to stay out of the news <laughs> right now. Uh, Bums me out. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to learn about some some. Let's get, what was, what were your biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaways were that uh, it's hard to agree that the U.S. is getting ripped off by Canada. Yeah. I think more than likely we'd be the ones ripping them off. Yeah. So I think it's just like a power move to try and be like, oh, I got us an even better deal on tariffs with Canada or trade with Canada. Um, and I think that Prime Minister Trudeau is just straight up calling us out and being like do what you want <laughs> watch what happens yeah. when we do this there's, there's uh, moves i got it's gonna heavily affect like a big area of of the united states which i mean the the midwest has some pretty strong swing states so you know if he keeps it up if he doesn't if he doesn't give in to canada yeah <laughs> it's kinda... he might lose some support Hopefully, <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, just general crazy person. That was interesting to learn. Yeah, I learned so much about Canada and the tariffs. Canada and the tariffs. You know what I'd say? This is one. This has been one of our most informational episodes yet. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this takes us to our next portion, and that's grades. Grades. If you don't remember how we do the grades, <sighs> we do it based on four categories, accuracy, effort, quality, and whoa. We assign 25 points to each category, or I should say up to 25 points. Uh, all the categories are fairly straightforward. We're struggling with um, accuracy as it's very difficult unless we research on our own, 
what to uh, assign to that. So everybody usually ends up with about 25. So if you have any ideas out there, homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com is the place to email if you'd like to give us a new category to grade on. And the other one that uh, warrants explanation is whoa. And that basically just means anything that surprised us throughout the other person's homework assignment. So we are going to get into grades in just one nanosecond. All right, and we're back with grades. Idiots. <laughs> Getting too loose on that. I hate our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Donna, you owe an apology. I'm sorry, guys. I'm kidding. I love you. He's feeling, Don's feeling loose and he's feeling uh, reckless. I'm getting reckless. (laughs) I think if we insult them, they'll keep coming back. Uh, Well, well, let's just not do it still. No, I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be the mean guy in the podcast. Whoa. Okay. Angry. You ready for your grades? I'm ready. All right. Accuracy. Got 25 out of 25. (laughs) I think accuracy is another flip. Kind of silly category. I know. Because it's always a 25 out of 25. We talked about it, yeah. I thought we talked about qual... Or is that what we talked about? Is accuracy? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, effort. I gave you 18 out of 25. Okay. Uh, just because I knew for a fact that it was rushed. Yes. And I think that with a, a little bit more effort, maybe we could have gotten her in here. We could have talked to us, you know. Yeah, she, she was sister-in-law. in New York, which yeah. is why I had to call her. We could have worked around it. <laughs> uh, quality gave you twenty three out of twenty five. Solid job. Uh, the overachieving annoyed me. So. I know it does. <laughs> for any other person grading, I would have got some great bonus points for pulling all that together. Eh, you got two points off of it. Sure, it's great. <laughs> Maybe you'll learn a lesson for next time. Uh, whoa! I gave you 22 out of 25. I was surprised by a good amount of the stuff, but uh, but not shocked by it. I'm not completely like blown away. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, so that all rounds out to an 88 out of 100. Whoa! Solid B+. Plus. That's a good B+. Plus. Yeah. All right, you ready for your grades? Yeah. Okay, accuracy, 25. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, Why even announce it anymore? I know, right? Uh, quality, I gave you 20. Okay. Uh, it was a fairly straightforward assignment, uh, but it was a little bit vague at the same time. I liked that you incorporated the two things I wanted to hear about. Um, however, and maybe I'm kind of dipping into effort on this point. I mean, I, I know you did it a couple of hours ago. <laughs> And uh, I know you're better than that, bud. This is the type of assignment that only requires two hours of your day. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you can also cont- you could frame it in a fun way. I will always go back to homework assignment number one, where you really took it and ran with it. Effort giving you 18. <laughs> okay. Same deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, whoa, I'm giving you a 20. Okay. I liked Winnie the Pooh. I liked all the tariff stuff, 
And uh, I audibly got woed a couple times at the very beginning just with all those crazy facts about the uh, the independence. I didn't know any of that. You didn't know any of it? So I think that comes out to uh, 83 oh, total. In college, that's a B minus. That's a what? Or no, B. it's a B. It's a solid B. That's a solid B. I'll take a solid B. So uh, that's all I've ever wanted. Well, hey, head of the like class a, over there. Logan's head of the class. Your reign begins. It looks like old Dalton's the dunce. <laughs> he just, I don't think I don't think the the. The listeners know how annoying it is to wait for a pause to put in the music. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if <laughs> you rolled your eyes as if the microphone could pick that up. <laughs> um, so this leads us to our very last section. It is homework for next week. Yes, yes. What, what, do I go first or you go first? I'm ahead of the class. I'll go first. Okay. I'll take that right. Okay. So... If you don't know, and I'm guessing you don't, Dalton's become a little bit of a gamer lately. I, yeah, by that I've played <laughs> one video game and haven't played it in seven days. Yeah. I played so it for four four straight days, though. Dalton's a gamer. <laughs> He's playing a little bit NBA 2K, and he played a little bit of L.A. Noir. Yeah. Um, And gaming gets a bad rep out there, you know? So, recently there's a big game out there. It's called Fortnite. Yeah. And uh, people are starting to call that it's a, it's a mental illness mm-hmm. for people who get addicted to video games. So, what I want to learn a little bit more about, uh, because the game is so popular, kids are going nuts playing it, is I want to learn a little bit about like the mental illness in video games. Like, is it a real thing? I want to learn about maybe the connection with uh, video games and violence. Okay. If that's a real thing. Basically, the connections to video games and mental health, for good or for bad. Okay. Because there's also been some positive results for uh, video games, especially like puzzle-solving ones, helping like calm people out. So, uh, you know, give me, give me that Dalton research on video games and the brain. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of opinions on these nerds. And then uh, bonus points, Fortnite did just come out on the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. which I have a Nintendo Switch Yeah, because I'm super cool. <laughs> uh, so bonus points if you play around on it a little bit, see what's going on. Yeah, I might. I'll think about it. Yeah. You ready for your homework? I'm ready. Okay. Homework for next week is uh, memorize a monologue from, from a famous play and perform it on the podcast. It's your choice. Okay. You can pick anything you want to. Um, I'd like it to be, you know, like a few minutes long. Sure. Two to three minute long monologue. Uh, yeah, that's no bonus points. Anything else around it? If you show up in costume, <laughs> you can have bonus points. Uh, right. No, I just want you to perform it and then we'll talk about why you, like, why you picked it, why you memorized it, or like how memorizing it went and stuff like that. All right. Perfect. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. So I think this does it for episode nine of Homework with Friends. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Dalton's got this real oppositional attitude. <laughs> I'm going to start saying you're welcome at the end of yeah. all these podcasts. So uh, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, it's homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com, at homeworkpod at Twitter. We're Lake nice. Street Studios on Instagram. Where you can, yeah, you have access to all of our, uh, our projects. Yep, and uh, we encourage you to 
We're always looking for new sponsors. We're always looking for, and by sponsors, we mean people to Venmo us alcohol. <laughs> uh, we're always looking for Venmo us money for alcohol. Episode ideas. Um, and just as a forewarning, after episode nine, we're going to take a little summer break. Summer break. We'll it's not it. what you guys think it's going to be. Yeah, we'll put another episode out, but it'll just be a little bit different. So that's a little teaser for that. But thank yeah. you so much for listening. And uh, as always, uh, do your homework. Do your homework. Bye.